Welcome back to the Spiritually Sober podcast. If this is your first time here, hi, hello, how are you? I am uh, the Free Spirit Barbie, Kat Scott, accompanied by my beautiful wife, Kirsten Scott. Kirsten, yeah, hi. You did it differently this time. I did. We're trying little <laughs> new things. Just keeping it roll with it. So welcome. We're the sobriety podcast with a spiritual twist where we kind of just chat with you guys a little bit about how we use self-awareness, mindfulness, and self-healing as ways to just go about sober living and just a better and more like, I don't know, different way. So what are we talking about today, babe? Um, Complacency. Ooh. Yes. Nice. That is what we are talking about today, which is a feeling of quiet pleasure or security while unaware of the potential danger or defect. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you look aggressive already. You're like, this is a topic that we are going to talk about. Yeah. And like I said in your call, um, the... What call? Your call, your group call. A group call. Okay, they're not like, going to know that. Okay, yeah, but... So with my one-on-one girls, yes, mastermind ladies. Yes. Um, there are, like, there is complacency in our day-to-day life, but there is also, like, complacency plays a huge part in the recovery journey. Yeah. Um, like, that is... The complacency is the thing that makes or breaks you in your sobriety. Like that is the, like, that is where we end up relapsing. And so, yeah, we can talk a little bit about both aspects Mm -hmm. in recovery and in just our day-to-day life. Like complacency, it's a weird thing because I feel like complacency, I have a a weird relationship with that word, like I do with the word humble. Yeah. Um, Because they're just about... Like, we're told that we should just, like, be content and complacent because to truly find happiness, you have to learn to find, like, joy and complacency, which to me is not necessarily true. No. Um, I feel like that's a brainwashing mindset along with the words, like, the word humble, which is to just, what, the, the definition to humble is to, uh, I mean, don't quote me here, guys. Go ahead and check it up in the Urban Dictionary, but it's, it's something along the lines of... Having to, what, can you help me out here? My brain's not working. Um, I'm pretty sure I wrote it down. Um, yeah, I went on a whole rant on it the other day. I even have an entire blog post about it, about how the word humble, it's, it's, it's interesting because I've always had that word in my house everywhere. Like I've always had stay humble, live simply, you know, act with intention. And intent is huge for me, but humble was one of those words that I was like, of course, just always be humble. And then when I looked it up, and I realized the word humble really disempowers us. It doesn't allow, we're too busy trying to be humble, which to me, it means, means AKA just don't be an arrogant asshole, um, be kind. And, but it's, it's taught us, especially me. I mean, I feel like as a female, it's taught women to not be empowered by their strengths. And now we're so incredibly hell bent on being humble that we don't, we don't step into and acknowledge our strengths as something that like to be empowered by. Yeah. It's a disempowering word because being humble is to literally like say or value yourself less than what you actually are. Yes. Which is bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Because you have more power than... <clears throat> And anything, and I think complacency is, yeah, that's where you kind of get on the stumble, the stumbling road to relapse um, when you start to just, I don't know, even know how to say it because 
what's the nicest way to say these things? We don't, we're not here to be nice. <laughs> well, no, and that's, and that's the thing, like, whether it be in the real world or in your, like, road through recovery, um, there is, it, it, it is not a good thing. Like, in your day-to-day life, you become complacent. Well, when you become complacent, you're not growing. It's like we talked about with the, with the girls in, in your one-on-one. Like, you get so used to, well, I'm, I'm, I'm making ends meet, like, by doing this nine-to-five job. Like, mm-hmm. so you just, you become comfortable with... You're comfortable in the pain. Yeah. And so you're not gonna, you're not gonna push yourself to grow until something extreme happens. Well, the same concept with recovery is, if you're not constantly working toward, and I say... Your journey through recovery, not your journey to recovery. Yes. Um, yes. If you're not constantly working on that, you know, and I've done it before, like I've told you, like you get to, like you start, you almost start to forget why you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, oh, I'm cured now. Like, oh, I'm, like, I'm better now. Oh, I don't even think about those things now. Oh, I'm fine where I am now. Well, when, when those things like, and I even have it written down, like signs of complacency in your recovery. You think you are cured. Like, that there, like, but there's always more work to be done. Like, so when you start to become complacent, like. I feel like you stumble into boredom. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Complacency has you stumble into boredom. And what happens when we're humans are bored? Yeah. Which, by the way, energy and emotion, it's all about how you frame it. Anxiety can be excitement. They're the same thing. We just associate something different with them. So boredom can be relaxation. Yes. It can be peace. Yes. Um, it's just how you frame that moment. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I think boredom is where... And then, of course, because people... I mean, with self-sabotaging and addictive behaviors, we tend to be addicted to things like stress and chaos. So we want to go through the ups and the downs. So if we are bored, um, self-destructing behaviors go off and we cause chaos Yes. in order to just be more comfortable in the current pain. Because complacency is, yeah, it's all about being so comfortable in your familiar toxic pain and cycles that you associate doing anything about it with more pain. Like yes. if you had a nail in your hand or like yes. the dog, the, the whole um, metaphor with the dog having a nail in his paw and they ask, you know, why, why doesn't the dog lift his paw off the nail? Well, it hurts too much. Yeah. It, it hurts too much to move it. I don't want to pull it out. And I, I mean, I get it. Like if I had something stuck in my leg, I'd be like, okay, I don't want to pull it out. It's going to hurt so bad. Yeah. But if you leave it in there, what's going to happen over time? It's going to get infected. It's going to rot. You're going to have to cut your hand off at some point. Like yeah. you have to do something about it. Or you're going to hit that rock bottom. Yes. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's exactly. Like, and just like in our day-to-day lives, like, your recovery can start to become routine. So that's when... that. Yeah. When it starts to become routine... Hell yeah. And the complacency starts setting in, this becomes a false confidence. Mm. Like complacency and, and false confidence. That is exactly that. like it is our routine. Ooh. So we are doing like the minimal amount every single day. Yes, and we are still like continuing through recovery. But now you're starting. Your brain's starting to build a false confidence, and then it's going to be like, well, 
there was nothing ever wrong with you. Like, look, you're doing just fine. You're not even thinking about it anymore. Like, this is normal. Like, you're living a normal life. And what is normal? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're living a sober life. And I, I have a study that we'll get to in a second that I read about a couple weeks ago. But I did, I did write something down that I, that I am going to read. Um, complacency can settle in when we are adjusted and comfortable in our new life. So in our life of sobriety, we start to, we adjust to it and we're comfortable with that, right? Um, we get used to the amazing things we have and we start to, we start to lose gratitude and stop seeing we have these things because we are in recovery. Mm. So again, there's that false confidence. Like now you're starting to lose gratitude and you're not seeing that you have these things because you stopped drinking or because you stopped using drugs, whatever, whatever it may be like. And then that is when you start, there's like a do not compute. Like do not compute. (laughs) Comfort leads to complacency and boredom, which leads to self-confidence and that's just, I mean, we never want to be in a place of false self-confidence. I should say toxic self-confidence. And, um, yeah, because that leaves to self-sabotaging behaviors. And what does this all tell us? That being in your comfort zone, safe in your little safety space, um, is going to, it's going to do more damage than getting out of your comfort zone, doing something about it, getting into those stages of growth and post-traumatic growth. Like, um, resilience and post-traumatic growth are different things. Um, do you mind if I pop in with oh, this yeah. little side moment? Yeah. Because we just talked about this the other day. Yeah. Um, resilience is about, you know, going through an experience and being able to recover from it. And so let's say you have a baseline, let's say, and you guys can't see me because we're on a podcast, but let's say you have that baseline and something bad happens. So then you're down below your baseline when it comes to like your mood, everything like that. So you're down below, you've been knocked down, you've had a hard day, everything like that, a terrible experience. Resilience is about your ability and how quickly you can get back up to your baseline. So the more resilience you have, the faster you can get up to your baseline and bounce back and learn. Um, well, actually, resilience isn't necessarily learning. It's sustaining um, and getting back to your baseline where um, post-traumatic growth is about going through an experience that knocks you off of your baseline, putting you down below again. But instead of just getting back to your baseline, which is what resilience and strength does, you go past and you grow and your new baseline, you go beyond your baseline and it, it your new baseline then grows as mm-hmm. well. So you're continuously... Um, your minimum complacency and happiness, whatever that is, your minimum baseline neutral zone will then grow and grow and grow and be a higher state. Um, the more you decide to look at opportunities that knocked you down as opportunities to grow. Yeah. Um, you can find growth in every single opportunity to a point where it's nauseatingly annoying. Like we fight all of the time (laughs) or when we do fight, I'm just like, Oh my God, what did we learn? Yeah. And I can be obnoxious about it. I mean, we don't really fight, fight. We don't really. It's discussions. <laughs> yeah. there, there are discussions that happen. Yeah. And we, I mean, I get that all the time. If people ask us, like, how do we not kill each other? Because we spend all day, every day together. Yeah. Um, and I was like, it's just communication. Like, yeah, I love my me space. You love your you time. But, like, it really just comes down to if it ever gets to a point where something is taken wrong or miscommunicated or doesn't feel good, we just talk about it. Yeah. In a very selfless way. Um, 
Yeah. And you have to use opportunities like that to grow. So growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. Your yes. comfort zone, staying in your comfort zone will probably, it's going to do you more damage than going outside your comfort zone and doing something towards your growth and your development. Yes. I mean, yeah, look, we start as babies and we're learning every single day. But when you get to a point where you're doing the same thing every day and not learning anything, like, that's not what we are meant as humans to do. Yeah. Like, we are... Curious. Yeah. And And we want to grow, we want to learn, we want to expand, and it can be on all different things. And the danger comes from when you get shamed for the things you want to learn and grow towards and to. And then people will just pull you right back down and be like, nah, you just, you shouldn't be up there being happy and shit. Like, come back down to my miserable spot with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Misery needs company. Misery needs company. Ain't True that. that. The truth. Yes. Um, okay, so I read about a study. It was in 2016. And it was published in the journal. Um, the journal is called The Grounded Theory Review. Um, it said that those in long-term addiction and recovery tend to implement the following in order to become, to not become complacent in their journey. So this was a really cool thing because these are, these are six like small things that you can keep in mind to make sure that you don't become complacent. Like, and like I said, like I said before, I know more than anyone like when we moved to Florida I remember when I was like I don't even think it's me that has the problem mm-hmm. like and that was six years into my re- like my recovery like mm-hmm. no it's not me like I would be fine you know but I like obviously that was a whole thing that I had to work through because yeah that happens to everybody yeah yeah, yeah exactly and that happens when you become complacent like when I'm not practicing any bit of learning about myself about my recovery about anything then developing really healthy healing habits and self-awareness and yeah like when you start to level I mean expand your consciousness and learn more just self-awareness and mindfulness like so much opens up for you yeah and you start to understand that you are a powerful co-creator in this experience that you're having we need to stop outsourcing the blame to other people or whoever you want to outsource it to and realize that like you have to take responsibility and if you don't like something in your life right now there's somewhere that you have to take responsibility for it yeah Uh, i do i do actually i put in the um the let go self-healing course (laughs) i put the uh write a complaint journal Oh yeah. Take responsibility. So you guys, right? Complain like here's a here's a good old tip for you. Charge hundreds of dollars for this one little exercise. <laughs> uh, write down everything you complain about in your life right now. Yeah. Like every single thing that you wish you could change that you're not happy about. Just write a complaint journal and allow yourself to get it all out. Now, going back through this, this is the part that's hard that your ego is going to have a lot of resistance with and is not going to want to do and might just say, fuck you, Kat, I'm not doing that, which means you need to do it more than anybody. With each of those things, you need to go down the road of figuring out where you need to take responsibility for at some point with that one thing. So let's say you're complaining today because you were late to work because that one stoplight turned red or you hit that one train or whatever, like you were stuck in traffic 
well, that's, you know, not your fault, quote unquote, right? Well, at some point you have to take responsibility for the fact that you did not get up early enough or you did not leave the house soon enough to be able to take into considerations of things like that. So that is you taking responsibility for that one thing. Yeah. Um, because once you start to just see and take self-awareness and inventory of the shitty things that you have or the things that you can change, like acknowledging and finding a problem is great because you're like, fuck yeah, we can, we can fix that. That's something we can change. Yeah. And if you start getting on this complacency of like, I'm great, I'm cool, I don't need to change, that is a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, that is very true. Um, okay, so do you want to hear the six things? Yeah, I would love to. That they say they use to not become complacent in their recovery journey. Dope. All right, so number one, embrace your experiences. Do you have anything to add? Savoring. Huh? Savoring. It's like embracing your experiences, but also like holding on to the gratitude of them. Yes, love that. Yeah. I think of it like embrace. Say yes. Yeah, I think of it like embrace your experiences. And in my brain, I'm like, well, I feel like I do that because I can remember all my experiences now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, can, I can embrace them now because I'm so I remember them the next day. Oh, boy. Um, okay, number two, moving and living through painful experiences. Mm-hmm. Living, moving through them. Let's Let's go ahead and the through word let's make sure we look at that because people are like i made it through that but have you processed it you have to let it go yeah um because when we pain is super necessary pain is a beautiful transformative tool it is the suffering cycle that we hold ourselves in that is unnecessary that will you will drown if you keep yourself in this suffering cycle so moving through your pain and through your experiences are really important and processing them. Doing things like journaling is really, really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be able to move through. I have an entire section in the book that's launching on Amazon that's literally called um, Processing Hard Emotions and Events. And it's, to, it's, it's a guided gr- journal prompt to help you navigate and feel your feelings so you can process what happened and then reflect on it versus just hold it deep down inside. Because I promise you, if you don't get it out in some way, these are this is why things like therapy or just talking to yourself on a podcast is really therapeutic because um, you need to move through them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Your skills. <laughs> All right, number three, allowing thoughts and feelings to pass. Mm, mindfulness, being the observer. Yes. Wow. Turns out like all six of these things to get out of complacency is exactly what I have in my let go course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I teach you how to do. Perfect. Love this. Yeah. Um, number four, connecting with others. Love that. Surrounding yourself with those people. Again, the Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page. I don't think we've talked about that one on this yet. You guys, seriously, Kirsten um, runs a bomb-ass Facebook page, Spiritually Sober. Um, Open to anyone, as long as you're not a douchebag or an arrogant asshole, but we will kick you out if you are. Um, But it's just an open, free, like, supportive, like, open-minded place um, for like-minded people. So, um, and she just shares like a lot of resources and daily quotes, pick-me-ups, um, even meet and greet stuff like that. So it's really cool. Yeah. 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 So surround yourself with awesome people. Love that. Yeah. Um, number five, acting with love and compassion. Mm -hmm. And then this is really funny. 
number six, and more. And more. <laughs> That's number six. Wow. And more. Yep. That's what they said. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Suspenseful. Right. <laughs> um, it's really cool, though, because everything that, like, before I do, before we do one of these episodes, I do research forever beforehand, right? And it's really cool with this one because when you do research on complacency when it, as it pertains to recovery, every single thing you read is make a gratitude list mm-hmm. and, like, identify, like, would you have that if you were still using drinking Ooh, doing anything I like love that, that idea yeah. yeah what are everything you are grateful for and happy for right now and would you still have that if you were still in your self-sabotaging cycle yes damn that is great yeah put that in the sobriety journal yeah 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 love that the last thing is what can you do if complacency starts to set in hmm number one you're going to recognize you are becoming complacent, mm-hmm. right? Number two, get accountable. Number three, start setting some goals. Number four, reach out to your community and support. Reach out to the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, find you guys find some people. Reach out for help. Go just interact with people. It's It's just important sometimes to find ways to be seen and validated through people who will not judge you. Which feels like a fairy tale. It sounds too good to be true. Um, But I promise you, like, coming into that group, we have a bunch of amazing and incredible people that are just want to be open and honest and share their experiences. So, um, yeah, I I love that. When anytime I feel like I'm being complacent, I, I mean, want to just stop and listen to my body, like meditate, connect with myself. Um, Gratitude is huge. Yeah. But... Also, just finding fun things to do to be excited about. Set your life up in a way that is exciting. Why Why do you want to s- escape from a life that you're building? Yeah. You're having to find things and use things. Like for me, drinking was my escape. Um, and sobriety was my thing for me. Yeah. Like that's, that's something I did for myself. Something a lot of people didn't even know I did for a long time. And because like I finally realized... Why am I trying to escape from my life? Why am I building a life that I have to escape from? Yeah. And that is why, I mean, I built this entire business and practice and everything like that is to help people do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because, God, fucking terrifying to realize you live your entire life just trying to numb yourself from the experience of it. Right. It sounds terrible. Then you wake up a few years later and you're like, what happened? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Like, I hear stories even now, and I'm like, what? I don't even remember that happening. Like, is that where my 20s went? Yeah, like... no shit. <laughs> so, yeah. No, this was this was a great episode. We'll have episodes coming out weekly. Um, watch out for the fun new things that we have coming out uh, on Amazon. And, all, yeah, just fun announcements and excitement. If you guys yeah. want to be the first ones to hear about new episodes coming out or exclusive offers on, I mean, 
our self-healing course, journals, anything like that, please opt into the email list for the newsletter because we send out little secret kind of discounts and freebies and all that stuff in the emails because yeah, that's just how we get intimate and want to talk with you guys. And please always feel free to respond to them too. We love that. So my website or our website is freespiritbarbie.com. The newsletter is going to be at the bottom. Opt into it. Be the first one to know. Anything else you'd like to say to the lovely people, my dear? Don't get complacent. Don't get <laughs> don't get complacent. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't get complacent. Challenge yourself. Go yeah. create something today. Yeah. So yeah. Well, love you guys. We'll see you soon. And come find us and say hi. Bye.